gonna say you can keep the music on, Steve. You got the ambiance. You want me to turn that up? Yeah, man. No, it's like we, when we talked last night. You were no two last was that Friday? You were on with Miles Davis. Yeah, man. Y'all didn't like Miles. Y'all like Miles? <laughs> it's just come strange. on, man. I'm, I, I told you I'm cultured, man. Oh man, what is up, guys? I I can't call you the names that I want to call you because Steve gets mad at me when I try to make up nicknames for the people who are. Uh, listening into our podcast, but we are back here with uh, another episode from season two with an episode of the Rig. Yeah, I guess I should start with that. We got Steve the Dragon Slayer here. Here, David Pope Tart, and we have a special player this week. A special player, <laughs> Casey mm-hmm. Wimberly, aka Case of Base. For those of you Ace of Base fans out there, Vito saw the, saw the sign. <laughs> he did see this solid Vito, solid Vito. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in again this week. We are back with an episode. We are talking about the truth about CrossFit. Yeah, we are. Um, and this is kind of bridging the gap between um, everything that we talked about to this point in season two, um, kind of coupling it with our story. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of our individual experiences with uh, this thing that we interact with on a daily basis called CrossFit. Um, and then also talking to a little bit now, taking into the place of like where we got to um, our our values. Yeah. Um, so Steve Steve lovingly put out all these questions for, oh, man. for Casey and himself and myself to all talk about. Uh, and so we're going to be going through this. He said he promised me it wasn't going to be interview style. It's so. not an interview. I mean, it's kind of an interview. But I didn't want to tell you it was an interview. But I think <laughs> basically what we what what I what I was feeling as we were moving through, you know, the season was um, wanting to start shifting and transitioning also into the space we operate in, right? As coaches, as, as business owners, as leaders in this health and wellness space, um, being able to create these ties of yes, we've talked to you um, holistically about how important who you are is, Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to be healthy, right? It's hard to be well if you don't have any purpose, if you don't have any uh, barometer to gauge, you know, true happiness, true success or whatever the case may be. So being able to get that in front of people to where somebody might have taken that mission and vision episode and set themselves free from who knows what Mm -hmm. and instantly they're better i am in a better place in life because i've been able to move you know for a person like me i've been able to move a bunch of bs off my plate that was stressing me out right right um so taking all of that and realizing yes we're talking about this as a precursor to now moving into health and wellness from a physical standpoint which this episode is going to be largely based on uh, but just just not wanting people to lose sight of that. Um, I think it's, you know, you think about the people we see on a regular basis, what I see on a regular basis, whether it's in the gym um, or at church when I interact with folks. And it's just some of these little basic things that it's just like, well, you know, if you got out of that toxic relationship you were in, it's amazing how different life looks and feels <laughs> once we can get in that place. <clears throat> you don't have chains on you. Right. And then and then you can really start seeing life from a different lens and instead of, you know, what happens when we don't have that. Yeah. We come to the gym, we suffer, we struggle, we don't have the success we want, and it's well, this the workouts aren't working, or I just can't lose weight, my eating habits, and it's like, well, you got a whole lot of other stuff. That if you could just eliminate some of these, make everything else a lot easier. It'd be that easier. So that's what this is about. Um, is is kind of transitioning into, you know, okay, 
we set you up hopefully for some success. We put you in a position to where, you know, you can, um, again, see things differently. And now let's talk about CrossFit. Yeah. That's our space that we operate in yeah. um, among, you know, one of many. But uh, being able to bring that to the folks and give them some insights there. So, yeah. I'm excited to, uh, this is going to be, I think, a little bit more conversational. So I, I know some of your guys' story. Guys, is is guys' story um, about how you uh, uh, some of these questions that we're going to go through, but I'm excited to hear a little bit more in depth some of these yeah, answers. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I so, can't believe you guys made me sit in makeup for an hour. How's my hair look? <laughs> it looks so good, dude. Right, uh, yeah, the lighting is a little off in here, but uh, that's okay. I think Casey is uh, <laughs> astonished at how not professional we are about how we shoot this podcast. Well, he got it. He the thing is, he did his makeup really pretty. <laughs> um, make sure that he was going to be pretty for the cameras, but Steve and I just showed up yeah, as is. Just sitting um, here. So the 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 first thing that we're going to talk about a little bit is just our background. Yeah, right. Absolutely, man. I uh, I think it's important too, you know, and I and I'll just you know we'll give it give it a quick run, but um, just so some people don't feel super weird about this, because you know I know how people get it. Oh, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't mind talking about myself sometimes, but. Um, you know, just collectively, you know. Steve, you just told us like a 30-minute story about falling off roofs. I yeah. like storytelling because <laughs> I think it brings people together. <laughs> and I happen to have a host of stories <laughs> that I could tell. But um, just real quick for all of you out there listening, um, just so you have an understanding of, you know, who we all are as we're speaking to you. And I'll let the gentleman, as, as we go through these questions and stuff, talk to you more in depth about it. But, um, you know, I'm... Uh, Coach Steve Redmond, uh, you know, CEO at CrossFit Northland, and um, I hold a level two certification. Um, currently, uh, I, you know, coach our main group classes. I coach our youth development program. And, uh, you know, I'll dive into some of the other stuff I've done. We have David Pope. Hi, guys. Pope Tart. I'm going to change his nickname again just because I want to. But yeah, the people voted, uh, man. Yeah, they did vote. I yeah. can't do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Coach David is, um, you know, a level three. Yeah. Um, I don't even just know. Recently, the last official, month. Uh, officially last month. CrossFit not, certified trainer. CrossFit mm-hmm. certified trainer. Certified trainer. CCRT. Um, yeah. And uh, head coach. Head coach yeah. here at CrossFit Northland. Um, part owner of CrossFit Northland. And, um, you know, what other, do you hold any other certs? Yeah, FRC certification. Uh, I have several of the, like the online ones. I've not done any of the, like the gymnastics. I think you have the gymnastics certification. Oh, right? damn. Yeah, I got the gymnastics and one and the, the sports special, whatever they call it. The, yeah. the sports specific training one yeah. um, that they've used changed. used to be CrossFit football. CrossFit football. Oh, and please don't sue us CrossFit for saying that. I'm sorry. No. My bad. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if uh, we get a letter they're going to sue us, then we might get I, some expanded audience. So that's good. I also have an HSN nutrition certification. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's the one that leads the ship here for us at CrossFit Northland um, in our community. And then we got Coach Casey Wimberly. He's been in the game. He's been with us. You've been here for about a year. Yeah, coming right up about a year as it started. As as a coach though. <clears throat> yeah. yeah after been, level one. Yeah. yeah. So he's been a level one for a year. You were what, what which personal training certification did you have? Ace? Uh, through Ace, Ace before. Yeah. Yeah, Ace. And that's uh that was one I actually had way back in my yeah. beginning days and the CSCS and all of that. And Coach Casey is one of our group coaches here. <clears throat> and then uh, you know, he'll talk more about this, but he you know he trains fire athletes. 
Um, he's Correct. done some work in the youth Not space. Not athletes that are on fire. You're talking about like, yeah. It, yeah, like yeah, individuals yeah. who are like work for the fire department. Right. <laughs> you know, fire yeah, athletes. Thank you. So, yeah, you've yet um, seen uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's what I just imagined yes, right now. It's oh, like, yeah. like firebenders. <laughs> <laughs> he, he trains all the firebenders. But um, what we'll do, man, we'll, we'll just, like I say, conversationally go through uh, some of these questions and then uh, just kind of share our experience and our thoughts on yeah. uh, the CrossFit landscape. So, so these people have heard a little bit about our story. So I'm actually want to start with Casey. Let's do it. And I want to say, Casey, Fair what is, what is your uh, athletic and training background? <clears throat> so my athletic background was I was fortunate enough to go play college football Ooh. right up north the road here at Missouri Western. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, position? Fortunate enough to get into that uh, offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. So, yeah. For those, people who, speak, for those people, who, people who speak football, unlike me, they actually know what that means. Yeah. I'm assuming that means something that, about being on the offensive line and you yeah. being like on... About 295 pounds. Was that, one of, was that one of the edges? Like <clears throat> a guard is on the... Is on Next the, to the center. So center, guards, tackles. tackles. Yes. Left tackle. So protect the edge. Yeah, he protects the quarterback. Usually the right. I played right tackle. Okay. So if he generally he defended he defended against mean guys like you who tried to like hurt people kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Casey Casey's position in in the higher realms is the ones that make all the money because oh, really? the yeah. tackles. If he had a left-handed quarterback, he would be the most central piece on that oh, offensive line because he can't see behind him. Yeah, yeah. and. Conversely, if he was right-handed, the gotcha. left tackle. So on the offensive line, probably make the make the most money. Is that what you're saying? No, and that of the of the offensive linemen. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but most yeah, important. I'm sorry. Thanks, yeah. 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 So I was uh, fortunate enough to go there. <clears throat> as far as athletics goes, I was uh, always a gym rat, a weight room rat. Okay. So I loved preparing for football as much as I okay. liked playing football. Did you probably. do that? Did you start that in high school? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And did you play football before that? I'm assuming, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Growing up, so yeah. When did they start strength training for, for football? Normally, is that something that they do in like pee wee and like juniors, or is that like now more, it's like more, a high school thing? It's much earlier now. Yeah. Back then, it's with me, school. yeah, not until you got to high school. Yeah, I felt like yeah. that was the first interaction I had with a weight room mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, were I'm, you a multiple sport athlete in high school? Uh, I dabbled a little bit here and there. Um, and, but mainly and, football. Yeah, but it I got you know funneled in towards football being my thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Towards the end of it, yeah. Yeah. Good. What was yeah. your What was the What What years were you in college? I was there, so I I got to college in ninety ninety seven ninety eight. Okay. Back then, yeah. And then I, yeah, played for a few years. And <laughs> when did you go into the fire school? Took uh, over into the fire department. Yeah. So I uh, worked. In a laboratory, doing science in a laboratory for okay. almost ten years combined. <laughs> doing science, I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Yeah. Doing all kinds of things. And then I decided I wanted to do something more physical and give back to the community, and I sought out public service and okay. came across the firefighting. Did you decide to go straight firefighting, or did you go like EMT into firefighter? Uh, I knew I was going to be a firefighter, okay. so it kind of got all of them together at the same time. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been a firefighter? Uh, this will be my 11th year coming Ooh, up here in a month okay. or so. Good deal, yeah. Very quick, 11 years. Same. Have you been in the same area the whole time? Yep, Yep. same department from wow. when I started. It was, Very cool. Yep, <clears throat> I really had, yeah. I had really one focused choice on a department that I wanted to work for, and I was fortunate enough to get on that department right on the get-go. So, so, so nice. So in terms of, you know, we talk about athletically things you've done, 
uh, talk like in terms of a training perspective, like what, what's your background and your training history um, inside the gym or outside of the gym? Yeah, so like I said, being a gym rat, being inside the weight room, I had a very passionate, our head coach tended to be our head strength coach also. Yeah. Uh, so very passionate about uh, squat depth and mm -hmm. technique and yeah. all these things. So he drilled home what I thought was very good power cleans, and <laughs> Olympic lifting techniques, yeah. you know, yeah. for that back then. So um, I think he kind of instilled that passion for teaching athletes how to do that well yeah. from back then. And uh, yeah, did uh, you did you start you start from the performance perspective of strength and conditioning? Here's honestly where I started from was idolizing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Arnold, Stallone. Arnold, baby! Uh, I didn't, so being in that weight room. The reason why I asked is because I assumed that you both came from from a performance perspective, and I came at I came through like a a vanity perspective of I was a skinny little scrawny kid, and I didn't want to be skinny and scrawny anymore. So I started <clears throat> lifting weights so that I could get I could bulk up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's um, interesting, and I think that is an interesting piece of you know you look at different backgrounds, which is you know why I thought this question would be. <clears throat> hopefully fun is, yeah. you know, I was an athlete my whole life, you know, and when you come from that kind of environment, the training is just a piece of the larger puzzle. Mm -hmm. You got to do conditioning so you can play in the damn game. Yeah. You have to have some level of strength yeah. in order to be able to do well in the game. Well, the strength is never the thing. And that's what I mean. And yeah. that's it. Like, I don't yeah. care about back squatting 700 pounds beyond I just want to be able to go out here and have an advantage on the field or court or whatever. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I, I, working out was never as crazy as it seems. I, I didn't really come to enjoy working out um, until I got to college and didn't get super crazy about it, <clears throat> excuse me, until I got injured. My whole life, like I didn't hardly work. I was just a big dude. I didn't hardly work out when I was in high school. You said you came to college at two twenty. Yeah, I came in like it was like two twenty. Like I, and that was like the what, only. What were, what were you at in high school? And what weight, what weight Casey? When uh, when I finished playing, uh, when I was a senior, I was maybe two twenty five. For those of you who don't know, Casey, you're six five, six six three and a half, three and a half four. Okay, so. You're six foot. Yeah. Uh, I'm six foot as well. I was at 155, the heaviest <laughs> I'd ever been in my life uh, graduating high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, but, but I mean, you know, you look at how different that makes your journey towards what we're talking about. I, 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 I was, as hard as I worked, I didn't care to work hard in the weight room until I got older. You know, and you mm -hmm. play to these advantages in the sports world. You know, this is why I do what I do mm -hmm. is because if I actually would have worked super hard, like not like hard based on the environment <clears throat> comparatively as hard as I know I could have worked. Yeah. There's no telling how good I could have been or the advantages mm -hmm. I would have had. But when I was younger, I was bigger than everybody. Yeah. I was faster than everybody. Didn't have so to. like I didn't have to worry about, oh, Day, train real hard. Yeah. yeah, and then as I got older, even moving into high school, I still didn't because competitively, I was so like aggressive and competitive. For the most part, I was holding my own. And then when I got to college, that's when it caught me. Yeah, everybody was big. Yeah. Everybody was fast. University, you know, going to the University of Missouri, like it was like, damn, I now I get it. And um, yeah. Yeah. being able to then move into uh, how I operate now, 
was was largely affected by just the fact that I was coming from a place where you could be as strong as you want to be. If you don't know how to catch a football, you ain't going to play. Yeah, you can't play. If you can't dribble a basketball, I'm not putting you on the court. Right. There, so are just, skills, there are skills that went along with this. Exactly, training. exactly. <clears throat> the, you were three-sport, right, Steve? Yeah, so Track, I did... Um, basketball, football? Yeah, and I did football, excuse me, basketball, and track all year round. So I was on uh, the, yeah, tell me about it. I was on the, um, you know, AAU National Circuit, the USA Track and Field Junior Olympic Circuit. Um, You know, I don't, perennial doesn't sound like the right word to use, but I was a repeat. I would go to nationals in those, Mm -hmm. you know, year after year after year, um, played and competed against some of the best that some are still doing it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was something that was a part of my life from seven, yeah. eight years old. I started playing football, um, basketball, track, and did that for all three of those until I graduated high school, um, Rockhurst High School, and I went to University of Missouri to play football. Um, and then I became a football player. Uh, and that's where the guy you know, I sent y'all some mm-hmm. pictures of what I used to look like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it's hard to believe, you know, it, you know, whatever I am, 285, 290, um, <laughs> like, oh, you weren't always just huge. I, yeah, maybe like. 220 like is still big, Steve. But, yeah, but <laughs> com- compared to like now, people just think, oh, you were just always this. But yeah, man, I used to, I used to be able to get after it, man. And, you know, there was a time I took third and, uh, Track nationals, AAU nationals, third place. 400? Yes, as much as I hate to admit it. That was uh, (laughs) my race that I was gifted to be good at. So in case you didn't know, when we had Jason on, we talked about his, we were going to talk a little bit about favorite workouts. Steve's workouts are anything that he can... He can sprint for like until he's done and then just be done. Right, yeah, he did one time. That's all I got. (laughs) That's it. It it, it is funny. What was your best 400 time? Uh, 48.6. Um. And you know, it, for those of you listening who don't have a reference, that's very fast. Yeah, that's 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 quick. Fast as I ever did, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, and and it's it's just part of the reason. As we'll get into, I'll bring it up again. Is like I enjoy CrossFit um, in some degrees, and I dislike it in some degrees because like training and being that kind of athlete, like just who I am, like that is who I am. And because that's who I am, that's why I was good at what I was good at. And there's some stuff that's just always a struggle. Like the idea of running repetitively over (laughs) and over again, (laughs) like it's like, dude, that sounds okay to you. As long as you're doing it like 300 meter repeats and you get to like rest to completion. Like Like, just rest rest, to completely good. And then I'll do it again. (laughs) All right, run, squat, run again. again. Like, Uh, yeah. So, but that was um that was my athletic background. I think from a from a training perspective, I was blessed, man. Once I did so, um, for the listeners who don't know me, um, you know, played five years college football, um, got to the end of my career, and as long and as illustrious as my whole athletic career was, was just riddled with injuries. Had a shoulder surgery that happened a year before that I waited to the end of the year to fix. That was your uh, left shoulder? My left shoulder. Then I had to have a microfracture done on my knee that same summer so I could play my last year. And then I ended up um, having a, you know, I guess a catastrophic injury. Uh, broke both uh, bones in my leg and tore every ligament but my LCL. So I spent my last football season just going through surgery after surgery, um, doing the whole walk again thing. Yeah. And um, really getting set on fire. I, I was fortunate enough to experience 
the immortality feeling or the mortal feel the mortality you went from immortality i went from immortality to oh i'm mortal damn yeah this is a thing and i need to be focused differently on you know i need to just look at life differently knowing that down the road you know there's likelihood i'm gonna have a a a knee a, a knee replacement and all of this stuff but it set me on fire for you know my training background um i've i've done everything from P90X and beach body workouts yeah. to, um, you know, CrossFit. I yeah. came by CrossFit early, uh, before it was super popular. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just this is the same stuff you deal with, uh, love weightlifting, Olympic lifting, um, was fortunate to come from a great pedigree of coaches that I got to experience that in, um, you know, strong man, uh, enjoy that. Um, you know, done, done quite a bit of tactical training, which I was very fond of. Um, still, you know, not not as much in these last few years, but um, still enjoy just the general using sport as an avenue <clears throat> of training. Yep. You know, it's not like running up and down the court, basketball court for an hour, two hours to really get a feel for conditioning. Yeah. Um, you know, even throwing there some jujitsu every now and then just because I, I found that I really enjoy the application of fitness. And that's a big thing that I, I try to preach and instill in our athletes. So yeah. that's uh that's me. Yeah, right on. from that, that standpoint. So did you and, and did either of you play like those like the ancillary sports? That's a big word. Ancillary sports growing up that were like not going to be the main thing, but just like play soccer or like T ball or anything like that. Did you mm-hmm. like did you guys have that or was it No, believe it or not, football was that for me. Okay. Yeah. So basketball was my first love. Okay. And I, I would. You just I, played football to play football. I was like, all right, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's easy. It, it wasn't as available to me. I did the t, you know, the t-ball, the little league stuff. Yeah. Um, I was not gifted mm-hmm. athletically early on, mm-hmm. or like honed yeah. that in. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I kept plugging away at that. Yeah. So I think that's why my desire to train outside of it to get myself ready to, to play the sport. I yeah. played soccer for one. <clears throat> okay. Like. Probably 15 minutes. Yeah, I think that's about how <laughs> long like, my soccer was. So, yeah, this is too much. I was, uh, so I, d- I did baseball to begin with, and baseball was kind of my sport. That was the thing that I did. Um, I, but I played soccer. I played basketball. Um, I played soccer, and I love soccer. I probably like soccer second after baseball. I hated basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically disliked the sprinting in basketball. Like the um, constant sprinting, yeah, or okay. like, yeah, I did not like. We, I mean, we played with like you know six or seven kids or whatever. So like, it wasn't like oh, you yeah. get, you get somebody subbed in when you're tired. Right. No, it's yeah. like you're just gonna keep running yeah. until you're wheezing. And I thought I had exercise induced asthma at one point because of basketball. <laughs> yeah. um, and then so I, I I played soccer up until I was I don't know probably sixth grade. And we were playing eighth grade premier teams and we were losing like mm-hmm. 13, 14 to one type yeah. of thing and like not having fun with it at all. Uh-huh. So I kicked that one to the curb. Stuck with baseball, stuck with basketball, and I got to high school, um, and I my my baseball pitching coach because I was my, my main thing I was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, my baseball pitching coach was a cross country uh, cross country coach, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you should get some cross country, and you need to get some some wind in your lungs and make some some strength in your legs. And I, I was good at cross country, um, and this is one of the things I was going to bring up because you mentioned the the workouts that you're kind of primed for based upon your training background. So I did mainly endurance based training. So mm-hmm. I like I, I was a cross country runner. Before that, I had never really done any type of working out. Like, yeah. And then I, I moved into a sport that literally is just like some people just do that as their workout. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, running, you know, thousand meter repeats, um, mile repeats, 
like long distance, long slow distance days, getting a little bit of that, like you would call it like more like um, periodization type training. So yeah. you're doing, you're not doing the same thing every day. Like, I don't know if, if, if people are out there listening, um, like thinking about cross country or track, you don't just go out and run the same thing every day. There's, mm-hmm. there's days where you have moderating, uh, moderating um, intensity, depending upon what the day is. Yeah. Um, very similar to strength training, but it's, you know, there's, it's, it, it has progressed a great amount since I was in, in high school. Um, but coming from that, you know, that endurance background, I had a lot of like the slow twitch muscle fibers, mm-hmm. um, which are typically more, uh, so if you think about the difference in, in looks between a sprinter, so think about like a Usain, Usain Bolt, he's even a, still a pretty skinny sprinter. He's yeah. a thin guy, but he's 6'5", so he I is, think yeah, he's, yeah. think, uh, but I think uh, like Maurice Green type of yeah, guy. Uh, Green. Um, just, and then yeah. versus like some of these, like the marathon runners, the, the, the type of muscle typically suggest or promoting um, like slow twitch, like long endurance based events is like the long skinny type of muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was the long skinny type of kid when I was in high school yeah. uh, and I no longer wanted to be that person. And so that got led into like, well, I'm going to do some, some, some bodybuilding type of training. Um, and I, th- I stuck with the bodybuilding training. I got out of basketball my sophomore year because I hated it. Um, I, the only reason I was really good at most of my sports was because I tried real hard. Yeah. I had the effort, I had, baby. I had yeah. the, I that's had, a whole other <laughs> podcast we're gonna do. <laughs> I had the, I had the, I had the effort and the hustle gene. That's about yeah. all I had. I didn't have any other gifting. Um, I was a pretty good pitcher. Like I had I had precision, but I wasn't like an overpowering pitcher. Like mm-hmm. I was never gonna be a. Uh, I was never gonna be like the oh shoot at that time it was um, what's his name Nolan Ryan was a pretty good power pitcher but. Yeah. Who's the guy? Roger Clemens. He was uh-huh. the guy who would, Roger. you know, he, or Randy Johnson coming in and bring just like gas. And yeah. that was never me. I was growing up, I always identified with Greg Maddox, who was like the, he was called the scientist or the professor. Uh-huh. Um, and he, you know, he didn't throw super hard, but like he put it wherever the heck he wanted to. And that's right. kind of how I, I yeah. operated it. Um, and then I did, so I did that through high school. I got into weightlifting. So I'm going to call, I guess technically I did weightlifting in, in high school. Sure. I remember being decent at deadlifts and hang cleans. Like, mm-hmm. I, and it was also the point in time when you'd use a strap to hold on to the hang oh, cleans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, please don't do that if you're listening to this. <laughs> I, watched, we, I you, broke my wrist like that. that was, you, sent, you sent the video of that kid from Liberty High School. Oh, yeah. Um, hang cleaning with with uh, the straps on. By the way, snatching with straps is is decent. You can actually di- ditch it, but like hang cleaning with straps is one of those things. It's just I snap my wrist. I have. Yeah, I told you it's, that. In it's college. a terrible. It's yeah. a terrible thought, and most people don't think about it <clears throat> yeah. until it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it, guys. Um, <laughs> so, so I got into that my senior year. Like, I would say bodybuilding. I got into my senior year. Before that, I had dabbled with some strength. It was terrible technique. Um, and we'll we'll probably touch on this a little bit in, in a second. But like uh, the lack of technique in high school gyms I, I hope it's gotten better um but like there was there was and, and, and you know if these guys are listening to it i apologize to you guys you, you were probably doing the best that you knew how to do um but it was kind of like okay uh you know the coach is sitting in the corner flipping through a magazine making sure nobody kills himself and we were doing stuff in the oh, gym no particular way to do it or knew what we were doing. We had those sheets that had like three sets of 10 on it. You'd like mm-hmm. mark off the, sure. yeah. <laughs> mark oh, it yeah. off on the Rest paper. Your weight in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it was that, so it was after that. Uh, so I, I told you I graduated high school, 155 uh, soaking wet. That was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And I decided I didn't want to be skinny anymore. I got to college. Um, and I think the heaviest I got, I think I got up to, I hit 180 for the first time in my life, in my freshman or sophomore year of college when I started doing actual strength training. Yeah. Um, so like mm-hmm. bodybuilding type, uh, for those of you that don't know, bodybuilding type training is typically like that 
um, moderate weight, six to eight sets or six to eight reps range. You're kind of focusing more on the probably at that point it was probably more like eight to twelve rep range. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it was like you're getting more of the burn, the pump, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which is not overly conducive to those with who have who have like a predominant type two muscle fiber. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get a whole lot of hypertrophy of that type <clears throat> of muscle fiber. Um, and so when I started getting into strength training, I started to realize that there's, oh, there's like a, a whole another world of opportunity opened up to me if I start my, uh, uh, what's, it, what's it called, like um, offsetting my purely endurance background with some of this more high effort or high intensity output type of training. You know, you're talking about the, the more glycolytic, more phosphogenic, specifically more phosphogenic, mm-hmm. talking about like two reps, three reps, five reps, heavy sets. Um, and then I got to, so I, my, my freshman year of college, I did some baseball um, I didn't like the, the coach and I didn't have a great experience with trying to balance engineering and a sport at the same time. So I said, nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. My best friend at the time, he's a pretty damn good runner, was on the track team. He was like, yeah, you should come out for track. So I went to a D3 school. So you could do basically yeah. whatever you wanted to D3 school. Out, coach. If, if you're relatively, you have any <clears throat> athletic uh, bone in your body, you can kind of go out and be on one of those teams in the D3 school, which is, which is a great thing for you. Um, and so I did track my sophomore year, and that was, you and I were talking about, like, that was the very first time that I had ever experienced, like, mm-hmm. muscle, like, being developed in my legs from the sprint, yeah, tra- baby. sprint training. Uh-huh. Like, plyometric sprint training, 200 meter, 300 meter, 400 meter sprints. Like, I saw a tremendous amount of output of muscle, just because I was training in a way that I had never been never been trained in before. Also, experiencing pain in a way that I'd never yeah. experienced before. Don't leave that part out. <laughs> track was the worst sport. I still have nightmares about track. I, like I, when I think about okay, played in front of a hundred thousand people, played big basketball games, all of this stuff. Track is the most <clears throat> nerve wrecking, exhausting emotionally sport. I, getting in the blocks it was a nightmare. Yes. I promise you, I hated that. You I knew hated, it was gonna I, hurt. Yeah, like you, you were going into it knowing how bad it was gonna hurt to have to do that. I thing. hated it. And so I got to, well, I also was coming to it from the, the long distance side of the coin of like, it only takes a minute. Like, how can they be complaining about what that feels like? Oh, it, it hurts. Um, that's kind of, you go back to our strength the B-size <laughs> episode to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, but, I, and then I would say it was probably, so that was sophomore year. I got into a little bit more of like, a little, I think power building was a thing. Lane Norton started coming out with this idea of power building, which was right. the idea of like, you're going to offset some of the, the, the bodybuilding training with some strength. Um, so you have like days where you're doing like heavier weights, lower reps, but then other days that you're doing some higher reps, lower weight stuff. Um, and I think for the very first time in my life, when I was a senior, I bench pressed 225. Ooh, mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> Get yourself. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was proud of that. And then after that, it became a matter of like, I, I, uh, I had developed a pretty good habit of training. So at that point, I wasn't, I didn't do any sports. Like I was not a sport athlete. I didn't do sports through college. I did intramural sports um, and I did everything I could. Volleyball, basketball, what's the, what's the? Disc golf or uh, ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Yeah. 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 Um, That's hard. It's like football. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like soccer or like, yeah. Um, and so I enjoyed playing all those sports and I enjoyed doing those things, but I, I liked, I really liked the habit of training. And this is kind of how I felt about uh, cross country as well. I didn't enjoy race day. Uh-huh. I enjoyed Monday through Friday training. Like uh-huh. I enjoyed the the training and the practice more than I enjoyed the competition itself. Um, that's probably a little bit like you could you could dig a little bit deeper into the psychology oh, of that. Yeah. Like not mm-hmm. liking to not like wanting to underperform or not wanting to failure fail. Oh, back to the 
Yep. Consequences of failure podcast. Failure, it's interesting that you went from that endurance cross country runner to wanting to put on muscle, and I went from being almost 300 pounds to finding that I love trail running and more like maybe I would thrive in cross country <laughs> instead of trying to be big. And it's interesting, and I think, and that's the reason I asked that question is because I feel like it's becoming more and more of a uh, uh, a theme for kids to be pigeonholed early on, like. Kids are very, more more often than not going specialist early than they go generalist, and we'll talk about the um, that that here in a second. Um, but and then across the last ten years, I found lots of different types of training. So that's when I got into powerlifting. Um, I got into some um, like Bulgarian type strength training, which is more like uh, high intensity, high frequency, less less volume, but you're just spreading it out across the week. Um, Olympic lifting. Um, I found powerlifting, and then I got strongman. And that led me to CrossFit football, which is how I found myself finding my way yeah. to CrossFit. That's the, man, um, that's the next question. For it is. And that's why I was going with it, man. Look no, at this. I was just letting him know. You guys see the transition. Uh, that's and, it. And uh, really it came out because I, I, I had terrible movement patterns. Mm-hmm. Like my squat was – I could squat heavy, but it was like I had to put 225 down on the bar before I could actually like break parallel. And it was like barely breaking parallel at that point. Uh, and for those of you who are out there who might uh, identify with that statement of like, well, I can put, if I put 135 or 185 on my back, I can get down below parallel. Uh, you're running really fast towards a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guarantee you the brick wall is thicker than you are running fast. Uh, and so I started running into some issues, some, some pain issues, some injury issues that had to deal with my immobility and my forcing myself to do things that uh, my body did not like to do. Previously in my history, I dislocated my left shoulder and, and bench pressing. I was doing a, a program called Shiko, which is high volume, high intensity powerlifting. And literally, power, the, the sport of powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift. You squat, bench, deadlift Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And those sessions were probably two-ish hours long a piece. Yeah, two yeah, hours, two and, half, two and a half hours. Reps. I mean, you do lots of reps at high weights. Um, and it was just more volume than my shoulder could take. I ended up getting a distal cyst on my clavicle. Um, which is essentially just a fancy way of saying that my bones were rubbing together and it was creating a growth on the end of my, mm. of the end of my collarbone, caused lots of pain. I couldn't even hold anything. I couldn't. My arm would just ache all the time. I had to end up getting a cortisone shot, take some time off from bench press, and I said, "Well, if I'm not going to do this," and I had kind of had to take that moment of realization. Like, David, are you going to be a world class powerlifter? And the answer to my mind came no. And so I was like, ah, well, what else can you look into? And at this point, I had been a CrossFit basher. Mm-hmm. Like I had been oh, one of those, really? Yeah, I was one of those people that said CrossFit stupid. and um, They're just going to hurt. They're just hurting themselves. They're hurting they're themselves. Fails. What's the point of going for what's, – yeah, what's the point of doing the high volume and stuff? Like um, I, was, I was a naysayer, and I, and I found CrossFit football – I think the, the, probably the biggest thing I was a naysayer about was the, the idea of the randomness. And I, I learned uh-huh. that that wasn't exactly what – what constantly varied meant, but in my mind it was random. I'm like, there's, there's no way that you can me- make meaningful progress on a random trajectory. Right. Um, but CrossFit football had a, kind of an answer to that, and they had this idea of linear progression. So they had like the strong lifts three by five, um, and then they had like a beginner, intermediate, advanced track. And so based upon where you were, you were kind of doing some um, more structured strength training, and then you had like this you know, 13 to 15 minute Metcon. Um, and his idea was, and so so CrossFit is training for people for the unknown and the unknowable. In cross in football, the known or the unknown, the there are very few unknowns. It's a very well like you yeah. know the you know the demands of the test, and so you're going to train to the demands of the test, mm-hmm. um, which you guys both know well because in football it's high power, yeah, high output, oh yeah, quick turnaround, yep, um, and that would again 
you can kind of see the see the writing on the wall here. I like that because it was completely opposite to the the endurance training that I had done so for such such a long part of my life. However, when I got into CrossFit, I did um, for those of you listening, not not watching. I'm holding up a goose egg. I did zero conditioning coming into CrossFit. I had been carrying some weight on me for a while. I think I was up to 215 at my heaviest. Yeah, big time. up. Big time. Big time. <laughs> 215 at my heaviest. And uh, as I got into CrossFit, I realized that carrying that much weight around wasn't the most beneficial for uh, trying to do conditioning pieces. For being gymnastic. Yeah. However, I, 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 very much, uh, I very much enjoyed my... Like the, the getting back into shape, I guess yeah. that was mm-hmm. that was something that was it was fun for me. Like it was hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the like the feeling in the moment, but like the feeling of uh, I I enjoyed again feeling like I was getting back into shape in a in a way that like I could run for a, a, a I think it was one point I was running late for a flight and I like ran to the to catch the flight and I wasn't out of breath or like completely flop sweat when I yeah. got there yeah. and I was like oh damn. Oh, that's why we do these uh-huh. things. It does work. That's okay. why we do these things. 100%. So that was my introduction to CrossFit. How about you guys? Uh, um, for me, it was, uh, like I said, at the time I had come by it, it was probably about 2009-ish. So it was like fresh, early, fresh. Early, it was yeah. early. And it was main site. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were. it was very garage-oriented. So it wasn't like a... What year yeah. did you say? The 2009. Yeah. I, I, I meant to say, I did CrossFit back in the day when it first, about that same time mm-hmm. at the at the uh, the rec center at Rose Holman. Okay. Yeah, and we were yeah. doing like the kipping, we were trying to do kipping pull-ups mm-hmm. and then, you know, the filthy, fit. I think it was the movie The 300 came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were doing Jim Jones workouts. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know all the history there, but Jim Jones, the, he what's his name? He was the trainer of... Billy... Uh, I don't remember his name. Whatever his name is. The... the Old guy. Anyways, um, he uh, he was friends with Greg Glassman, or he was one of his trainers, or something. Mm-hmm. There was they, they worked together for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we did try to do the three hundred workout and the fifty yeah. fifty. It didn't and go just, so well. Just for people listening, because Jim Jones is a rapper. He's not talking about J I M Jones. No, J Y M. Yes, not Jim Jones. It's a different spelling of Jim Jones. <laughs> J Y. But yeah. G Y M. Yeah, and we uh so. At the same time, I was coming off of, you know, getting my legs back under me from my surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I can't remember the other workout I was doing, but it was P90X and there was some other video workout that was supposed to be uh, super t- Oh, uh, ben, not Ben Sanity. What was it called? Uh, uh, insanity. 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 Yeah, yeah insanity. I said Ben Sanity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> insanity, right? So I had been doing those because I couldn't really do anything on my shoulder, my knee, all of that stuff. Cause I was still kind of recovering from that. So once I came to one of my coaches, was like, Hey man, CrossFit dude, you guys would love it. Me and my boy, Mac, um, who, you know, is the guy I do jujitsu with, you know, we, we were all about it. So I was fortunate enough, um, to probably do CrossFit the way some of the higher profile folks do it now. Like I had a bunch of friends that were gymnasts and they would, help us do gymnastic stuff. That wasn't really gymnastic stuff because it was like, hey, how did I get up on these rings? Yeah. And back then I could do like muscle ups and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, walk, walk, handstand walks, like 
all of these things that were just like, cool, I just go in there and practice with them because I was also coaching at the time. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, let's go in the gymnastic ring and just walk around on our hands or practice. There's a lot of things to get good at. There's a lot of stuff to get good at, which was what I enjoyed, yeah. right? Um, you know, the weightlifting piece came like a charm. We would do the 300 workout as our test. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 300 workout would be our test, and it was effing terrible <laughs> uh, because even being in shape, that kind of like in shape was still a little outside of our realm. Yeah. I mean, it's right? still, it's still like a what 20 ish minute workout. Like that's way outside of your realm. It was realm. just like, it was still <laughs> oh, yeah. like just repetitive over and over 50 yeah. this, 50 that. It was like, yeah. shit. So, it, but that at the time it was a lot of fun. The, the problem I ran into was tr the community was not what it is now. Yeah. So uh, I would say it was very uh, douchebaggy. Ego, ego right. centered. Yeah. So for me and my guys to show up with other folks that did CrossFit, there was this feeling of being threatened because yeah. it was just like, well, we're bigger, How we're stronger, we're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we could do this all day, every day type deal. And so it kind of turned us off from, you know, CrossFit as it sure. grew to become. And we just moved on. We would do it at Mizzou. Um, you know, we had an indoor facility, we had a track right outside, we had kettlebells and strongman equipment. It was yeah. a dream. Yeah. So we would just do it there, but it was just a thing we did, right? Yeah. Like I would give with my buddies that were from, you know, the ROTC cause I stayed in the military dorms and I would do tactical stuff. But mm -hmm. my initial, um, coming to CrossFit was, you know, from that kind of garage feel off main site. And then also obviously phasing back into it years later. So, yeah. yeah. So interesting, about the same time, uh, probably 12 years ago now. So when I decided to that's go to... That's so weird to think about. That's 12 years ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to go into the fire academy. I was currently working out over lunch when I was at the lab. Yeah. Um, so staying physically fit, and that's kind of what drew me to... Were you doing, doing mostly endurance stuff at that point? Was it uh, the running? Not endurance. So I was doing, uh, um, you know... Pairing supersets, so I would do yeah. an upper body push, upper yeah. body pull, and go to a legs, and then yeah. maybe throw a little cardio in there. But it was definitely circuit training. Yeah. So doing some type of circuit, and then I show up to the fire academy, and that's got a, a physical fitness piece to it yeah. going on there. And those guys were fire firefighters that were interested in fitness, mm -hmm. and I think they were pulling main site workouts. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna do 500 lunges today uh -huh. across this gym. <laughs> yeah. And some push-ups. Yeah. And oh my yeah. god, my legs hurt so bad. I'm like, okay, whatever. You just show up and you have to do whatever mm -hmm. they tell you to do. And yeah. not understanding where they were pulling that from exactly. Right. But somebody had thrown out that buzzword CrossFit. Okay. And then I got got a job at the fire department and there was another guy, um, Craig, who coaches at eight one six CrossFit. Okay. Shout out there. Yep. Uh, that was also was getting was diving deep into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And so we were fortunate enough to have some kettlebells around. We had dumbbells. We had barbells. We had all this stuff to do that stuff. We actually made a, Craig made a kettlebell out of the old basketball and yes. poured concrete in there with yeah. a handle. Yeah. Very primitive. Stuff right there. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It was nice. So mm -hmm. we had something to swing around until the department provided us with kettlebells, right. there you which is awesome. Um, yeah. So then I started to follow that along with him. And mm -hmm. then I got into the... CrossFit bashing yeah. thing where I got tired of that because it was all main site and they were throwing out workouts that they weren't telling you were for the elite mm -hmm. were for like the competitive CrossFit athletes yeah. and I'm going who is lifting 415 pounds 100 <laughs> times <laughs> for time 
Yeah. Like, who's doing that? So yeah. then I got tired of that, like, just chasing the main site yeah. workouts. And I thought that's what CrossFit was, was just chasing this big, crazy well, I think And I would say it was for a little while. I mean, yeah. it's still probably, for some people, it is. <clears throat> yeah. So I got into the bashing, and then I went back to circuit training type workouts. And um, then I dug, a, I found a, another site that halfway through here, like, I don't know, six years ago. Mm that were providing workouts out on their site that had a strength piece to it, but then had a metabolic conditioning thing yeah. at the end. Yeah. Okay, this is more what I'm looking for here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that was the, uh, I think that, so it's, it's, it's interesting you bring it up, and we'll, and we'll talk about it in just a second, the, the current landscape. And I think that honestly my, because the next thing we're going to talk about is our, dis, our no, what we like as a coach, the coaching yeah. aspects that we yeah. like about the methodology. Yeah. I very much enjoy the idea that... I'm going to stop you real quick. Okay. Just because I want, and, and I'm only doing this because we're so well listened to. No, yeah. but yeah. Just, just give people a framework because somebody might not know, like, what is the... CrossFit methodology. Like, what is, I don't even know what it is. Sure. So, give us a break by definition, CrossFit uh, is functional movements, uh, constantly varied, performed at high intensity. Um, and those are all a bunch of buzzwords. Essentially, it means you're going to be doing things that mimic life outside of the gym. Right. Um, and <clears throat> honestly, that's what I like the most about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, the, the things that you're going to be doing outside of the gym um, should be made easier by your strength and conditioning efforts. Um, you might be sore doing some of those things, like your muscles might be sore, and that's likely going to be an indication um, that you're doing something you either haven't done before or you're doing it in a higher volume than you've done before, with the idea being um, that you are better prepared for something that you're going to come into contact with outside of the gym, whether that be helping a friend move, whether that be being able to um, maintain better ranges of motion about your knees and hips, maintaining healthier knees and hips so that as you age, you're not um, limited uh, by your ability to live by yourself by not being able to get into and out of a chair and off into and off of a toilet. Mm -hmm. um, if you're helping a friend move, you're able to pick up uh, a t television and carry it for a period of time without feeling like your hands are going to fall off or your, your, your low back is going to explode because you know how to pick things up correctly. Um, and so there's, there's these, this idea of functional movements are things that you're going to see outside of the gym, a squat, uh, a, um, a hip hinge or a deadlift. Um, lunging type mechanics, uh, pressing mechanics, pulling mechanics from your upper body, um, vertical, horizontal, all these different things. You know how to do these correctly and safely so that you are better set up and better prepared for the world at large. So a lot, a lot of times, um, and this is one of the things I mentioned earlier, the, the, the strength and conditioning landscape is set to create people who are as strong and fast as possible. Um, and the people who can tolerate the most breakdown of form and not break are the people who typically respond to that the best. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so those people who are naturally resilient, um, whether that means they have healthier joints, they have more space in their joints, they have um, less uh, genetic aptitude for um, tearing tendons and ligaments or um, poor movement mechanics, those people are able to, and this is where you see like, uh, I don't want to say gross movement, but like, because that sounds bad, but when I say gross movement, I mean like, Things that are not like technically proficient or technically um, mechanically sound, um, but then you see this, you know, college lineman able to hang clean four hundred thirty-five pounds, mm -hmm. and you're like, that is just brute strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and if he had more technique, he'd be able to do more weight. Yeah. But the idea <clears throat> is that for his sport, like he doesn't need to. Right. Get it um, done. Getting it done exactly. What he's able to do on the field is the thing that's the most important. Um, being able to hang power clean a house. 
mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is important to be able to display power. Um, but with the idea being too that there's uh, a lot of individuals who experience either an injury, experience pain, experience um, inability to do a movement the way another person is doing a movement, and think that therefore they're not able to do those things or they shouldn't be able to do those things and, and uh, therefore don't do them anymore. And I think that typically leads to people setting themselves up for more injuries or pain or issues outside of the gym, which is, by the way, for most of us listening, or for all three of us talking here, well, maybe not me and Steve because we spend almost all of our time in a gym, but most people <laughs> are not going to be living in a gym. You're going to right. be living your life outside of a gym. Um, and so the idea that, I, I like the idea that CrossFit is supposed to facilitate having a healthier, better life outside the gym. Yeah. It's supposed to make life outside the gym easier. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Um, the thing that, uh, you know, I like about CrossFit, and to be clear, this is coming from an individual that David was, you know, referencing about the ability to be resilient against, you know, breakdown and this, that, and the other. Um, is I like as I've transitioned myself into a different space in life, um, and I'm saying this out of maturity more than by nature, is it promotes longevity. Um, it promotes the, um, the, 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 I guess, the pursuit of being able to um, live life at a certain quality for a long period of time. And, you know, and one of those, I don't know if you remember offhand, Dave, one of those episodes we had discussed, like when I got my level one, which is where I transitioned from being anti-CrossFit, when I went to get mine and I got around different people who spoke different language about it, mm-hmm. other than Kool-Aid drinkers, they showed that graph of, you start here. Work capacity across broad time and modal domain. <laughs> yeah. uh, whether here is 25 or 35, yeah. and it broke down the overall picture and I'm a big picture guy. So oh, I can get with that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. So I start 25. I'm gonna have this period of time where I'm, you know, PR and achieving and all of this stuff. And then something's going to change. And now I, all I can going to hope is that at 40, <laughs> I'm still doing something. Yeah. And then at 50 and then, you know, uh, Joe uh, Westerland, um, Gave this great analogy, like in, he's a flow master for the, yeah, he's a flow master for the you know CrossFit HQ. He gave this great analogy that I still you know regurgitate to some people was like it you know if you get to sixty five or seventy and you're doing Fran, I don't care what time you finish in, yeah. you're a bad mf'er, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the light bulb came on for me yeah. because it's like, yep, I hear the noise and CrossFit's the best thing ever and blah 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 all the stigma that comes with it but when you actually get around people who speak about it truthfully and from the place it should be you know taught it's like oh this is really about being that bad mf at 70 that's in here doing something yeah, <laughs> whether it's scaled whether it's your rx whatever it is and i'm like i can i can get with that and that's what i like is when it's taught well when it's presented well because uh, I'm not going to pretend like everybody does it the same way that right. we do it or other great places do it. Um, you are pursuing that as the end goal yeah. while highlighting all of these other aspects of that journey along the way. And that's what I really enjoy. So you saying that reminds me of my first sip of Kool-Aid when mm-hmm. I walked through the door and I thought that I assumed that CrossFit inside these doors were main site, do it, do it this way. This is the only way. Yeah. 
And then I walked through here and I slowly watched that programming through here and there was a fitness track. Mm -hmm. There was an option for somebody that just walked off the street today to come in here and do fitness and get better. And then I, my whole perspective on what CrossFit was started to change. Shift a little bit, yeah. Uh -huh. And I think it, it's 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 approachable by everyone. I mean, that's the that's the whole goal is that there shouldn't be. It's it's not just for elite athletes. It's not just for people who are doing football. It's just not for people who are doing cross country. It's literally a general physical preparedness program. And if you haven't heard that term before, just GPP is general physical preparedness. Its its aim is to get you ready for life. To get right. you prepared for the physical uh, requirements necessary to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's um, there's benefit to uh, anyone doing it too, yeah. um, which is one of the things I like about it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Like you said, you you guys, you used the example, you guys live in the gym, but mm -hmm. that general physical preparedness applies to me outside of here being a fireman. I We have no idea what we could get thrown into every day. Yeah. Uh, but I know that physically I can work for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, whatever that is. And who knows what I have to do. Do I have to do, do a muscle up in that situation? Probably not. Yeah. But, but you're also familiar with, with what it feels like to do something like a Fran, which means you're going to be done in under six minutes. And if you're working right. that hard to begin with, you're like, oh, I probably should need to like load this thing back. <laughs> I need to gear, gear down a little bit right now because I'm not going to be able to keep this this output for the, the long haul. Yeah. Um, and learning those things about yourself, I think, is very important. You're in a you're in a high stakes version of that, um, but I think that the rest of the rest of humanity can benefit from knowing, understanding what those gears are for themselves. Yeah. Um, in terms of any situation, how much how much of themselves can they how much of their self can they can put out and they continue to put out. For sure. Um, things that I dislike. Right. Let's talk dislikes. Dislike about CrossFit is it hurts. <laughs> oh. uh, and the reason why I say that is because I think it, it turns a lot of people off because mm -hmm. it hurts. Yeah. Tasting intensity. So I mentioned that high intensity. Um, so functional movements constantly vary performed to high intensity. That high intensity piece is like it's like a key that unlocks growth. And a lot of people don't like it mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel good. Right. Um, there's There's a... Um, if, if it could only be made like, I don't know, if that could, if that could somehow be made easier. It's one of those things like it's, a, it's kind of a moot point that I dislike it because it's necessary. Sure. Um, there's no way to run a 48.6, as you said, mm -hmm. 400, and not feel pain afterwards. Yeah, it can happen. Unless you're, <laughs> unless you're able to do like a 41, 400. Well, right, right. And you're, and you're dogging it. But at the end of the day, that's like that doesn't inspire growth and that doesn't inspire change mm -hmm. or inspire you to be better. And so like, the fact that I dislike it is is kind of a, like again a moot point. It's not necessarily uh, worth talking about. More realistically, or things that I dislike, um, it was a it was a common thing to see. Um, so Casey mentioned that we have a fitness track here. It was a common theme to see, and still kind of is um, this idea of chasing RX or chasing this idea of a prescription. So in the world of CrossFit, uh, the RX is the is a is a made up thing. Mm. There's no RX person, like an RX human. Um, I would say an RX human should be able to do an air squat, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> should yeah. be able to pick yeah. up some weight from the ground. And then there's, a, beyond that, like, grace is a, is a benchmark workout. It's a 30 clean and jerks, which is a, it's a ground to shoulder and a shoulder to overhead with a barbell. And when it was first written, RX was 135. Mm -hmm. Did they change it? 
No. Oh, okay. There's just no oh, okay. female. There's oh, okay. just no female weight. Got you. Yeah. Literally, the RX weight is 135. And it was like, female, sorry, if you can't do 135, you're... Get out. There's no... You can't, pers- quote, unquote, prescribe this workout. <laughs> it's just going to take you the rest of the day to right. do it's all gonna, those. It's going to take you 25 minutes to yeah. be able to clean and jerk that. If you could, when it was first written, probably that yeah. was not a thing that females could do. Right, yeah. um, and that's a... And I think that it's a worth realizing and it's worth talking about that um, RX is not a thing. And I think I dislike that it's something that it's a, it's a stigma that persists that is like, I want to be an RX athlete. And it's like, well, that's completely gym to gym specific, program to program specific. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about RX is really just like, are you able to, to do what your life requires you to do? That should be what my, de- I mean, my sure. mind, that should be what definition yeah. of R- RX is. Yeah. And kind of like the main site, what it used to be and the perspective I had with it and that RX up there kind of makes you feel like, well, I'm not worthy. Or yeah. I can't do that. I'm not worthy of doing this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Why do I even try? Because yeah, I yeah. can't do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, this is the only way I can go about doing it. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, so it's, it's touted as being broad, general, and inclusive. That's kind of what the thought of CrossFit is. And I think that in so doing that, they make it a little bit more exclusive. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think for me, the dislike uh, that I've, I have had over the years of being involved with CrossFit um, and um, – that I that I see, I say more and more, and it's kind of the the ambiguity of it. Um, I don't like like it's uh, and then again, I'm saying this coming from a background where I know the test, I know what I'm preparing for, mm-hmm. and I can now create an environment where I do that, and the 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 internal battle of being prone to want to train that way and the, you know, constantly varied idea. Sometimes it's hard for me. I think it's hard for people in general um, to uh, realize, and and my my people who are competitive might understand this, we're not competing for anything. I don't have a game anymore. (laughs) I don't have a, like a season to get ready for and so being able to then look at what is best for me now and my health <laughs> still is, a, is an internal fire and battle I struggle with to say, Steve, you've been feeling like crap for the last four days. And now you're in here trying to PR this back squat. <laughs> for what? <laughs> is, is, and is, your, your knees and your, your, your body is going to be feeling a certain kind of way if you try and do this. Like, you didn't quite recover yeah. from the wad on Saturday. And here we are. <laughs> About to scrape your face against the ground in this other tough one, and it is, and I and I, and I know for myself, it is that draw that sits there of, I like what I like, like I, that, that's who I, I I love grinding, I love the hard work, but my body is saying, hey, did we get two or three days to recover because that's where we're at right now, and uh, you know I like CrossFit because. If I adhere to it, it puts me in a position to not feel like that. But I hate that it confronts my nature in, well, I want to go hard every day. (laughs) I want want to lift weights every day. I want to be able to do this every day because that's what I like doing. But, you know, uh, so again, is it a dislike? You know, sometimes I miss the the structure of, hey, we're going to do the summertime for a football for instance summertime you knew for a fact yeah. you was going to be on that turf that turf for two hours running and getting in shape yep. you're going to be in the weight room for two hours because this is the time to get ready for season season we're doing maintenance work boom 
Um, and then like, okay, cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. But then it's just like that battle for me is tough. I go, I go, I go, I, I like it when I'm disciplined, when I'm undisciplined, I hate it. Yeah. Um, but all the same, kind of like you were saying, it's, it's, it's a moot point to some degree. Right. Um, um, yeah, man. So uh, current landscape of CrossFit um, is changing. And so those of you who might, might have not been privy to what's going on with CrossFit HQ or um, maybe not necessarily paying attention to the fact that they're not on Facebook anymore, they're not on mm-hmm. Instagram anymore. Um, so for a long time, um, so there's, a, there's this theoretical development of the athlete. Um, and it's a, a five-layer pyramid. You can imagine that there's, it's kind of like the, the old nutrition pyramid, right? There's yeah. layers that build upon each other. At the base of that pyramid is nutrition. The next one up we have um, is metabolic conditioning, or you can think of that as also cardio, um, your ability to, to, your heart heart to beat and your lungs to respirate. Is that a, can I use that? Respirate? Yeah, yeah of course you To exchange. You ex- have a podcast. Take you in and exchange oxygen and <laughs> CO2. Uh, above that, we have our gymnastics, which is our ability to control our body through time and space. Above that, we have weightlifting and throwing, which is now ex- uh, controlling external objects. Um, uh, and then we have, lastly, sport, which is like the application of all those things into whatever we're doing with life. Um, and I think that for a long period of time, uh, probably from about that 2008-2009 time frame till last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? Two years ago? I feel like it was yeah, two years ago. It was, it was re- relatively recently. I would say that that was that... So that, that pyramid that started with nutrition is the base and the biggest portion of that of that theoretical development of the athlete. Sport being the top part and the smallest was flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sport of CrossFit got um, lauded, got yeah. glamorized, got glamorized, emphasized, yeah. um, and that became the thing. And CrossFit became a method of getting people good at the sport of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to do CrossFit to get good at the sport of CrossFit. Um, and the pushback or the, the change in landscape was, was Greg Glassman, CEO, and then the CrossFit headquarter team took a step back and said, hey, guys, this isn't what CrossFit is. CrossFit, it's, it's a fun sport for sure. It's yeah. fun to compete. However, that's not the message. Right. The message is health. The message is longevity. Mm-hmm. The message is being able to do those things in life better than you were able to do them before you started doing CrossFit. Right. Um, and so this is where they started changing, and now you had these uh, elderly people listening in this like 1970s living room, <laughs> listening like the the what yeah. are those like those blue water jugs, yeah, those water jugs, was, yeah. Uh, and people there was a huge backlash on social media, and uh, um, coupled with some stuff that was going on with the, the 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 corporation of Facebook and the realization that you never really truly own anything on Facebook; it's always mm-hmm. the organization that owns it. Yeah. And CrossFit just said, you know what, peace out, we're done. We're done. We're not gonna we're not gonna put out this social media anymore. They still got the main site and they put out excellent information. I definitely just suggest if you're uh, you're interested in CrossFit, go to CrossFit.com and start reading yeah. through some of the stuff there. CrossFit Journal has a lot of wonderful stuff on there. But I would say they got back to, to their roots. So like CrossFit was established in what oh one oh two oh three something like in that, that time frame. Well. Um, and at that point, he was pushing and raging against the machine that was this idea that it's either bodybuilding or endurance based or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna do running, you're gonna do some sort of con- like slow, steady state cardio, which is still I would say uh, it's out there. That's what people, a lot of people do to try to oh, burn yeah. fat. Um, or you do bodybuilding. Um, Olympic lifting was really a, a closet sport at that point. Yeah. Powerlifting was probably even more so a closet yeah. sport at that point. <laughs> um, and so like if you wanted to do something, there was nothing really to do, especially after you got out of sports, to keep yourself fit, unless it was one of those three three things. And he kind of saw this this void that says. Why aren't we doing strength training mixed right. with metabolic conditioning, mixed with gymnastics, mis- mixed with 
um, this this concept of, of eating well while you're doing it. Um, and the realization is he started putting that into practice, and that's where these you know people started seeing fantastic progress and fantastic changes to their overall fitness. Um, and that that kind of that fight between GPP general physical preparedness CrossFit was where it started. And the, I guess maybe not the fight, but the, the discrepancy between the two became larger and larger until it could no longer be um, held together. And, you know, the CrossFit Games became its own entity. Yeah. CrossFit Headquarters became its other entity. Um, and I think that what they're really doing is they're, they're, they're doing a better job of painting the picture that is whole life fitness. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're doing a better job of painting this picture that is um, people being physically active and physically capable for their entire life, be that kids be that middle-aged individuals, be that older, you know, 55-plus masters athletes, being able to do that maximization of work capacity thing. Right. So be as fit as you possibly can be at any stage in that, in that cycle. And typically that doesn't look like volume, nail yourself into the ground, just doing workout after workout, strength training after strength training, right. session <laughs> after session. It's more like, hey, let's train with a long-term mindset. A long, long term. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We kind of fed off of that with how we would start seminars, right? With that, we, we may have the solution or, or we're greatly unhealthy in this country, but we just may have the solution and mm -hmm. the novel approach, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it switched from that to, all right, let's get a seminar full of doctors. Yeah, yeah. I love that part. Because if your doctor, well, my doctor says I shouldn't deadlift. Well, well you should find a different doctor. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's, 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 it's foundational. It's fun. Like, you, you need to be able to do those movements and it is a pervasive myth in the in the, I would say the medical community that is, well, if that thing hurts, just don't do it. Like, How about we teach people to do those things better because they're going to have to do those things. That, I I would love to see a raise of hands of who's been told never to squat in their life, and I would say it's probably I don't know a large number, fifty to sixty percent of the individuals who go to a doctor with knee pain or mm -hmm. hip pain or whatever it is, well, just don't squat anymore. I was like, well, how do you expect that person to sit down into a chair right. or get onto the toilet or get into and out of their car? Like they're going to need to be able to squat. So let's teach them to do it well and appropriately in a way that they're not going to hurt themselves. And how many times do we hear it in here? I stopped squatting, and then I came in here, and I started squatting again, and it doesn't hurt as bad. No. Learn how to do it correctly, and all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think, um, you know, when I'm looking at, the, and this is the thing, too. I, I should, honestly, dude, this might need to be a continual segment because there's just so much to talk about yeah. when we talk about the truth about CrossFit. Yeah. Well, you know, like, it, it really is because when you start diving into the avenue of the legacy athletes, yeah. how does it fit in with the kids? Um, how does it fit with, you know, the competitors versus like what, what the, the sports element of CrossFit? There's so much that I think goes, uh, we don't do it justice because we don't take the time to dive deeply into each one to where people can get information yeah. on it. Sure. Like, act like, Okay, you want to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. Yeah. Let's really dive into that so you can actually make a more informed decision on what you think about that. Absolutely. Or you're 55 and up, and again, stuff ain't working the same. I think we need to run this back um, to get another. We'll come back with part two or part three or part four or part 50 um, so we can continue this combo yeah. because it, this is actually turning out to be a longer combo than I thought originally. <laughs> so uh, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to let you all get on with your day. What's your favorite kind of wad? My favorite? Barbell, everything. Let's cycle What time on. frame? What time frame? Um, with the barbell? Yeah. Don't matter. 
30 minutes. I don't care. If you give me that barbell, I get super powered. That, that's all right. So, you, so you, want a, you want a heavy and you're not going to do very many reps across that 30 minutes. I got you. Okay. I like either a chipper that's going to take like 20 minutes or somewhere staying in that same 20-minute time domain with yeah. some Olympic lifting in there. Yeah. Um, something, yeah. I like, uh, I, and it's funny because as a training piece, I enjoy EMOMs. I enjoy like programmed in rest. Like you're going to work hard and then you get to rest, work hard and you rest. Like Chelsea is one of my favorite benchmark workouts. 30-minute EMOM, five uh, pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats, every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. I love that workout. Yeah. And I like that hard push, recover. Hard push, recover. And I do well with like that one-to-one stuff. Um, but I would say that if I had to pick a training piece, I like like the long AMRAPs, like mm-hmm. grunt work type of workouts. Like, hey, let's go carry that sandbag, and then once we get done with that, we're going to sled push, and then we're going to do some deadlifts, or we're going to do some cleans or something. But it's going to be like a 45-minute AMRAP because yeah. I enjoy like the long, slow, steady state stuff. Uh-huh. And introducing some of that, uh, like the phosphogenic, like the high yeah. output into that long, slow, steady state type of thing, in my mind, that's like a very good uh, uh it's a very good corollary to what you're going to see in life, right? Like you're going, to, you're going to keep on moving and then you might have to pick something heavy up while you're moving and then you might have to be able to display some good technique while doing it too. So yeah. that's, that's what I enjoyed the best. And uh, what would you say to some, some anybody out there, new folks who are thinking about CrossFit? Um, I mean, just have a focus and, and realize that whatever your goal is, you know, if, if you're going to come in and do just strictly CrossFit, um, understand that that program is always set and designed for the long term. Yeah. So, you know, realizing that that is going to put you in a position to be able to keep doing this for 5, 10, 15 years, as opposed to that micro goal of right now. Yeah. And um, I will say, so to, to that, you can make some speci- very specific, quick progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but realize that most of the things that we're going to ask you to do or that CrossFit's going to ask you to do is going to be more like that long-term sustainability yeah. mindset, not like the the 30-minute, or excuse me, the 30-day challenge of like, hey, do this for 30 days and you're going to be better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you might be better in 30 days, but then we're also going to be talking about things that are going to get you to like 10 years from now, right. continuing to see that progress yeah. or sustain that, that progress that you made. Yeah, I'd probably offer, so I, I got this realization the other day, somebody walked into our door over here that had never been in this gym, and it's intimidating. You see rings up, and you see this big rig, and you yeah. see these weights stacked up over here, and you go, oh my gosh, I can't do any of this. And, um, especially here in the attitude that we provide here, the community mm-hmm. we provide here, it, it's it's not, you don't get all that thrown at you at once, and it's at your pace, then the pace that you need. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh, what I would say to anybody who is out there thinking about CrossFit or, or new to CrossFit, um, I think that looking, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and as you get into a, the space where you see people who have been doing it for three months, three years, ten years, and you start to compare yourself to those people, remember that they've been doing it for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the space of CrossFit, you're going to get an ego check immediately, yep. um, which is going to say that you're not going to be good at everything. They're almost, almost guarantee you're going to be bad at a lot of things mm-hmm. and allow that to happen and then allow the progress that is getting better at things in a marginal, like little tiny, tiny baby steps. Enjoy those baby steps. Say, Hey man, oh my gosh, I went from not being able to hang to from a bar to being able to hang from a bar for 50, 15 seconds to being able to do 10 scat pull-ups while I was hanging from that bar. Not like, well, those people over there doing the pull-ups and I can't do, ever do pull-ups. Right. Enjoy the, enjoy the process. Realize that those people are there for you to model and say, hey, they can do it. You can absolutely do it. You just got to put the time in. Yeah.
Mm -hmm. um, and realize sure. that it's a, it's a slow, steady play. 100%, man. Oh, yeah. Very good. Well, appreciate that. you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate oh, yeah. you having you, Case of Base. Yeah, we'll get you back on here, man. We'll get you yeah. back on here for part two of Truth About CrossFit. Love it, man. Signing out. Have a good one.